He says he wants to stop being so angry this year. He loses his temper too often, he hurts people, and then he has to apologize. Welcome to Life, Love, and Family. Is there really a such thing as resolutions that stick or resolutions that work? Here's what I'm going to work on in the new year. Gonna make a change for once in my life. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message gonna bend any clever. If you wanna make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make that Entering into this new year, you may feel like, I just hope it's not like the last one. Today on Life, Love, and Family, we're talking about starting fresh in the new year. How to make resolutions that really stick and really work. Could be a chance to right some wrongs, wipe a clean slate, redos, start overs. Can we really have a better year than the one before? Kind of like when you move get a new job, or maybe it's a new relationship, maybe it's a new church, there's a newness. And you get this urge to start something new, and you go to your closet, and I'm telling you what, you probably have more things for goodwill now or others, and you go, I just feel better. There's a cleaning house, there's a natural transition as we begin the process of a new year. But what can we do emotionally? What can we do in our relationships? And today, What does it really mean to start fresh in the new year? And is there really a such thing as resolutions that stick or resolutions that work? Should we have resolutions? What's the difference between a resolution and goal? And what if I have had, like most others, every year the same things on my list and I'm not doing them? I know you know what it is, right? (laughs) Losing weight and getting out of debt. How do we really do these things? Kara is in the studio with me. I'm really looking forward to today's program. I've been thinking about that. And this morning, I kept thinking, if I could learn to do things in moderation, you know how they say when you do everything in moderation, it's okay. And I tend to be an all or nothing kind of girl. (laughs) Okay, we're going to help you in this program. (laughs) That would be terrific. That would be great. (laughs) Well, all or nothing. We've made a list and say, hey, here's what I'm going to work on in the new year. And you call them resolutions and you call them goals. I'm going to tell you what I've done and what I worked on even a couple days ago with my family, and I've brought them with me today. It's going to be good, but let's talk about you now. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you have noticed I got on the scale, and I don't like what it says. Maybe some pounds were added over the holidays. It seems like for most, it begins about Halloween-ish, And they got the introduction of the candy. And it seems like from that point forward, the treats go on. We've got Thanksgiving. We've got Christmas. And you still have those Christmas cookies, don't you? (laughs) And people, and and you're just wondering, okay, how am I going to really do this? And maybe you're discouraged and and you put on your clothes and they're not fitting well. A lot of people go on diets. In fact, of course, losing weight is the number one resolution. It's hard. And only 2% of the people who go on diets work. Did some research for a book. We followed people and we looked at different research studies and found about 2% of people who go on, quote, a diet, keep Mm. the weight off a year later. Wow. So 
hey, I want to be a part of the 2%. How about you? <laughs> Today is a program of the 2%ers because 2% of you will actually do this and actually stay with it. So maybe it's a habit you've struggled with for years and years and you can't seem to break it. Could be anything. It's smoking. Some people, it's sweets and it's food. Maybe being messy. It, you've just developed some poor habits over time. Okay, here we are. We're at the beginning of the new year and we can make a promise. You say to yourself, do I make a promise? Do I really make a promise I'll do this? Because I'll probably just break it. You see the self-talk? This can be your year. And if you have something that you want to work on this year, maybe it's a resolution, maybe it's a goal, maybe it's a habit, something you want different. And you feel like, man, I know I don't even want to write it down because I keep blowing it. I blew it last year. I'll probably blow it this year. If I could just get this one thing straightened out. Maybe you're feeling like a failure. For some, the top of the year is a painful reminder that I'm not the person I want to be. That doesn't have to be your story anymore. Jeremiah 29, 11, our theme verse, you have a future and a hope, don't give up. It really is possible to start new. Now, sometimes we've got to look at the whole person, which we'll be doing today. We've got to look at what's going on in my emotional health, what's going on in my physical health, perhaps uh, my nutritional, what's going on in my relationships, both present and some past relationships that could still be carrying some pain. What's going on in my unforgiveness or my forgiveness department? What's going on, maybe it's in my financial department. Look at all these areas of the whole person. When we do this, we can start to build a different foundation. As founder of the center, A Place of Hope, we believe in changing lives for good, and I'm going to add with God. And we can take whatever it is that's sabotaging us, find the healing that we need, and build a new foundation and put ourselves in a whole new place. Do you have something that you'd really like to see different? Now, it's easy when I say that to think about somebody else. Oh yeah, I wish my wife or my husband was different. <laughs> no, today we're talking, what we can change is you. You've, maybe you've spent a lot of time trying to change somebody else. You notice that doesn't work? <laughs> I have a friend, Cecil Murphy. He's a, a writer and a speaker. This morning I received an email from him and he said this, I don't have to remember my past when I plan my future. Let's learn what it means to get the past truly behind us and plan a new future. Do you have New Year's resolutions? Do you have New Year's goals? Are you afraid to write them down? Don't be surprised if we have to dig a little or a lot deeper. What is it that keeps sabotaging us from reaching our goals? How do we see ourselves? Evaluate the problems. Honestly, we've got to do. I remember talking with a gal. She says, when I look in the mirror, I feel so poorly about myself that I try not to look closely. Mm -hmm. I try not to look down below my neck. I don't like anything that I see. And so I try to avoid mirrors. In fact, she says reflections on windows. And when I'm walking in the mall and I see my reflection in a window, it disturbs me. You get to that point where just the image of yourself you're so unhappy with and you think about how can I really really start over in the new year. And why do I feel so disconnected from who I am? A resolution really probably just focuses on symptoms. 
let's say you have a problem with procrastination and you're one of those people that you feel like lateness, it must be in your DNA. <laughs> you can't change it. Every time I say I'm going to be on time, I'm late. What do you think's underneath that? What if we really dig deep to find out what is that? Do you have things like this in your life that go, I really wish it was different. And you've made a resolution to do some things about it. And a resolution is a decision, but it may be a decision that doesn't go deep enough because sometimes in order to accomplish things, we need outside help. We need wisdom. We need to prayerfully look at what is it I need to learn about myself so I can change. A goal may be something like I have a goal of losing X number of pounds by a certain date. That's my goal. And what do I need to do to really accomplish that? What is it under my heading of physical? Is my body chemistry, hormonally, brain chemistry, my relationships? What all do I need to look at in order to truly accomplish that? We have a question from Mario. He says he wants to stop being so angry this year. He loses his temper too often. He hurts people, and then he has to apologize. Then the problem still doesn't get solved because I blow my top again. This is according to Mario. Or my wife won't say anything because she's seen me get angry before, and so she's a little nervous around me when I get like this. I am tired of being so angry. Mario, yeah. exactly. Well, you're aware that, you know what, I'm angry, but what is the core of that anger? Mm. Where am I so hurt? Where am I so potentially damaged that I am dragging around a lot of baggage from the past and it keeps getting re-triggered and re-fired up by things in the present? What is it? And have I labeled myself as an angry person and I'm living out that self-fulfilling prophecy and do I need to really say, Lord God, show me where I need healing? And the word that comes to my mind is, where is there potentially unforgiveness and hurt that I've continued to carry that then comes out? And one of the things you might want to do is, Lord Jesus, show me what I need to know. And perhaps for 15 minutes a day, for a week, just journal about, Lord, show me what I need to know about my life or unforgiveness or anger and watch if you take the time 15 minutes a day over a course of five days i bet you'll identify most of the core issues you go okay then what well then you may need some help from someone else or from a professional from a pastor somebody that can get in there and really work with you to move that hurt over to the forgiveness side and what does that look like mario thank you your resolution for the new year is a symptom being angry and your goal is to have healing. So that's kind of like what you were talking about digging deeper, that we don't just want to look at being late or procrastinating, but we need to find out what's really going on to make a difference. Here's what I just did. As some of you know, I have family, my wife and two sons, 15 and 12 years old for a number of years, including this year, we have done individual goals. I use goals, not resolutions. And I took the heading and I put physical as one heading. I put emotional as another, relational, spiritual. And for the boys, I put academic. And I even put down a heading of financial. And I told them to take these different headings and be prayerful and 
Start writing what you believe God would like to see under each of those headings for your life in the new year. Like under physical, my 12-year-old said, I want to become a better football player and put on some weight. (laughs) (laughs) What we did last night, we pulled out the scale, brought it over, and had him get on the scale. And he stood on the scale and said, well, how much weight do you need to gain by certain time in the fall? And he said it with the number is. And this morning, breakfast, when he thought he was done, he had a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) We reminded him of his goal. He'll need some accountability and some cheering on. But we all need support. Whether we're 12 or we're 55, we need support in our goals. And we need somebody that says, I really believe in you. And you need to have a theme verse or a theme for your new year. One of the themes that we have at the center, a place of hope, staff voted on the different themes and our theme for the new year is redeemed in 2015. Mm. What do you need to be redeemed of? How do you need to be redeemed? Your life redeemed, past redeemed, pick your theme, whatever it is for you and have a theme verse. And then let's work on the goals and the whole person categories. We have Carl joining us. Hi, Carl. You said something earlier about writing late for appointments and always just not getting there on time. I have the, the worst habit of that. I, I've struggled with it for years and procrastination as well. But it's funny. It's like when I'm ready to go somewhere, it's like some last minute thing about like a phone call or an email off that percent or something like that. I just always wind up being like barely on time or late. What, what does that mean? I heard you talking about something deeper. Am I like crazy or something like that? Or? One of the things is you use the word procrastination. First thing I'm going to look at, am I procrastinating in any other areas of my life? Procrastination or lateness seems to be a theme for some that'll lead to other, well, I procrastinate in paying bills or I procrastinate in getting up in time. Where else am I doing this? Do I have a habitual pattern of procrastination in my life? Take a moment and just write down all the areas that I may be procrastinating in my life. That's the first step. So, oh, man, my awareness just got increased. I procrastinate in all these different areas. Yeah, yeah. Next thing I'm going to do, I can have awareness, but then i got to take some action. Mm-hmm. And I may need to look at what is my self-sabotage? Have I put it in my DNA that I am a procrastinator? I've taken that on as a part of my identity. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, if I have, then it's like I'm never going to change. I may need some help to find out what it is. If I have a theme of procrastination in my life, procrastination can be a sign of anger. Procrastination can be a form of rebellion. Like I am in control. (laughs) So a person that procrastinates can have control issues. Wow. Well, that's that's why I say we're going to look deeper. So you said it's like anger and or rebellion? Procrastination can be. I can develop just poor habits. But then what's underneath that? Because procrastination, for some, I've worked with somebody, they were such a great procrastinator. Every social event they would show up, they would call it fashionably late, which was an excuse. If I'm always late, then all the attention's on me. The late person makes the grand entry. So I asked myself, why do I need that kind of attention in my life? Some things to wow. think about today, Carl. That's a bit much, but I appreciate it. Wow. Is there, is there any 
book or do you have a tape series or something you could suggest or something like that? Or One of the things that I would look at is healing the scars of emotional abuse because I deal with procrastination in that particular book. There's two extremes. We, we constantly procrastinate or the flip side is we have such low impulse control, we're constantly mm-hmm. acting out those ex- two extrems. Time for some change. Okay, I'll, just, I'll get the book at some point. No, I'm just, I'll, I'll get the book for you. Thank you. I really <laughs> Don't you it. procrastinate again. <laughs> I promise I won't. Thank you. <laughs> we're talking about overcoming today obstacles that keep us from having success in our New Year goals. For more information on how to make goals that stick, 888 771 5166. If you just joined us, today on Life, Love, and Family, we're talking about making a fresh start in the new year and how to make resolutions that stick. We have a question from Andy. His wife every year makes a resolution to lose 20 pounds. So it's the same resolution every year. Mm. And the beginning of the year, she starts out strong. And by February, she's all upset because it's not working anymore. She's given up her resolution. And then he says about March to June, she's she's pretty easygoing. And then the summer rolls around and she can't fit in her shorts and she doesn't look good in her bathing suit and she's all upset again. And then the fall comes around, you know, you can hear the pattern. And Andy says, what can I do to help my wife get real with it or let it go? This is pretty common in many ways. And I so appreciate the question because it's one that many may struggle with. By the way, I did mention that weight loss is usually at the top of the list or near the top of the list for New Year's resolutions among Americans. We've got to break a cycle. And to break a cycle, it usually means we need some outside help or some intervention. So I can have the same patterns over and over and over, and I can have great intention. This is one of the things that's so important to look at is I can have intention, but without proper support, plus accountability, my intention may just continue to be just that. I have a good intention. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I may put out some effort. I may say, okay, and I do pretty good for the first 30 days, and then I start to slide. This is why most people who have weight loss goals at the beginning of the year pretty well have slidden off by March. It's getting past the 90-day mark that's so important. So we have a couple hallmarks to get to. 90 days and six months, and then get yourself to the first year. And so you may want to put these and map these out on a calendar. I'm going to do 30 days. Instead of seeing it as I'm on a tough diet, see it as I'm improving my self-care. My self-care in the new year includes eating healthy, making better choices, appropriate exercise, losing some weight. And so I'm going to practice good self-care, drinking my water, doing my supplements. I'm going to practice good self-care the next 30 days. It may sound silly. You may need an old-fashioned non-electronic calendar, and you may need to get a little package of stars or make a star on it. But every day, this is your 90-day plan, put a star. My goal over that first 30 days is to have more on there that are stars than are not. Have a visual for the first 90 days and also have the support and the accountability. Now support usually for weight loss is not from a family member. They too have good intentions. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And we have to allow time. It's like, Oh, I've got to do this now. No, allow time. And over time you'll be surprised. 
because good self-care, it's cumulative. And over time, you're going to see the results. Now, you notice I didn't use the word diet, but I'm going to do great self-care. And in doing self-care, it's going to have a lot of benefits. So support, accountability, and being willing now, the final piece is, look at what is causing me to self-sabotage. Is there a relationship? Is there past hurt? Like the gal who told me that her father said, you know, you were a chubby little girl and you're always going to be chubby. And so guess what? That message was imprinted on her and she believed it to be true. And so she lived it out in her 20s, her 30s and 40s and always had a self-image that I'm chubby. And that came from a comment from her father. So where did you get imprinted that you were always going to be having a problem? You know, that's one thing I really like about your book, The Total Temple Makeover. Right. Because you talk a lot about not just whittling down your waistline, but getting a better, healthier self-image. Yes. I mean, the book is a wonderful combination, I think, of actual strategies for weight loss and looking at God and scripture and journaling and kind of putting those together. By seeing ourselves differently. Total temple means, okay, the scriptures talk about my body as a temple. Mm -hmm. Okay, some of us need to rebuild our temple. (laughs) It needs to have a makeover. And it's a process. It's a process of self-care. And maybe I need guidance doing doing it. Here's the thing. Most people know what's good nutrition. Mm. I say, here's, here's a greasy hamburger or here's a salad. Which one's healthier? Everybody knows the difference. But, but we don't make that choice. So what is it that sabotages us? And we need to look at that. There is a thinking process that could be pretty deep for some of us. That message could have been pretty strong. And this is why, you know, I... We began years ago a whole program for eating disorders from binge eating to bulimia, compulsive overeating to obesity, even anorexia, because we saw there were core issues that had to be addressed through the whole person process, emotionally, physically, spiritually, body chemistry, begin to look at the whole person in order to have success. We have a question from Cheryl. She says her son is 21 years old right now, and he keeps saying that he's going to go back to school or get a job in the new year, but he said the same thing last year. You know, I'm very concerned. He's still at home. How can his father and I help him get his resolutions made and kept? Sure. Yeah. Well, you probably won't. (laughs) We're trying to control another human being. So number one is I'm going to be prayerful. He's going to need to find someone, probably some professional intervention, probably some accountability, but it's probably going to need again to come from a non-family member. Intervention simply means I'm going to intervene in such a way that it's going to change a direction. Interventions come in many forms. There can be a marriage, a couple that sits down and they intervene on their marriage to turn it in another direction. Mm -hmm. There's others that need professional help to intervene to change the direction. So he's got to have somebody intervene in his life that's probably not a family member. Though you need to make sure you have appropriate boundaries. If your son is 21 and he's failed to launch, he's not launched yet, and you're seeing that instead of launching, he's going deeper into the cave, getting more cozy. What are the fears and anxieties that he must be facing? Look under fear. Look under anxiety because that'll be paralyzing. Really, we need sometimes somebody to really help us with that. 
fear in our life. Because that fear is the great paralyzer. From a spiritual sense, you know, the enemy can really paralyze us with fear and keep us from really doing what God has called us to do because of fear in our life. Three things you need to do right away. If you want to change something, you've got to ink it, not think it. Write it down. Okay. I really think if goals need to be written out longhand. Desire. Psalms 37, 4 tells us that God gives us the desires of our heart. Prayerfully write down what are your desires. Here's the tendency that we tend to be. We tend to be self-absorbed. So it's all about me. And I know... There's goals that involve family, loved ones, uh, and there are some goals that kind of fit in a personal heading, like if you need to get a new car or it's time to get a new car. Okay, that that's okay, have that as a goal, but there's a category where we put things like that. But be careful about having goals that are totally self-absorbed. The more you take good care of yourself, the more you're going to be effective in your relationship. So self-care, I'm all for, and caring for your temple. So you're going to write down the desires of your heart and probably have, oh, eight to 10. Number two is I'm going to ask for help. Of those goals, some of those I can do on my own and some of those I can do in the next three months or four months. But there's some of those goals you've written down that you will need to have outside help in order to accomplish those. Mark those, the ones that need outside help. Because you're going to need to determine what kind of outside help, which brings us to the next I'm going to pray for God's blessing on my goals, prayer for blessing and prayer for wisdom on how to obtain these goals and change a direction in my life. So write them down, ask for help, identify those that you'll need outside help with. Be very prayerful. Keep your goals near you. You can do this. A new year redeemed in 2015. What do you think? We build upon success. We lose our way, we get back up again It's never too late to get back up again And one day, you won't shine again You may be knocked down, but not out forever Lose our way, we get back up again So get up, get up, you won't shine again It's never too late to get back up again You may be knocked down, but not out forever Lose our way, we get back up again So get up, get up, you won't shine again It's never too late to get back up again you may be Do you feel like every new year is another opportunity to blow those promises you made to yourself? What do the people who achieve their resolutions know that you don't know? As you listen today, maybe you realize that that annual resolution making can actually set you up for failure. The good news is that you can stop this cycle today. You can start fresh, find a new healthy balance and true peace. We would love to help. I'm Dr. Greg Jantz, founder of the Center, A Place of Hope. Together with friend and colleague, Dr. Tim Clinton, and the Life, Love, and Family team, we have all the resources that you need to get started. Call us anytime. Here's the number you need, 855-455-3264. 855-455-3264. I'd like to thank you for listening to Life, Love, and Family. And if you'd like to share what you've heard today, because you know it will make a difference, you can listen to the program again or send it to somebody that you love from our website, lifeloveandfamily.net. 
The new year is a time to remember that God is with us and he's for us. And we have the promise from Jeremiah 29, 11, that you have a future and a hope. And he will give you all that you need for a fresh start. Life, love, and family. You know the feeling where you're tired and unmotivated and sometimes you get mad for no reason. And maybe you don't like what it's doing to your family or to your job. That's why the Center for Counseling and Health Resources has been there for people for more than 30 years. They take a whole person care approach that'll look at everything from your nutrition, your vitamin balances, your mind, your spirit. Call 1-888-771-5166 or for help right now visit aplaceofhope.com. 